0: I'm Sina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies
1: in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are no way film experts. A deep, like dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me (laughs) up on this one.
0: (laughs) Hey, you're listening to two girls watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Stina. And Danielle and I have been talking for about 30 minutes, so I don't really know if I have an opener because I feel like I I just got yelled at.
1: I think the opener that every – I mean, I just was informed of a piece of information that shook me to my core, which is that (laughs) Christina, diehard Giants fan, born and bred, bleeds red, white, and blue – Like all true born Americans who love the New York Giants (laughs) um, has never been to a Giants game. And I've been to a minimum of six Giants games. And I don't know how that's humanly possible.
0: You know, and I told you that my mother had tickets uh, because my mother's a Jets fan. My father was a Giants fan. And my mother had tickets for with her with that side of her side of the family for Jets games forever until they built the new stadium and the prices were out of control. And then when I worked for a company that I'm not going to say, but I used to work for a company that had a suite in MetLife Stadium. And part of my job, one of the coolest parts of my job, would be to entertain some of the guests or clients in that suite. And believe me when I tell you, the best potato I love potato chips mm-hmm. the best potato chips i've ever had are from like one of those buffet places where they order in mm-hmm. the suites like you had said you went to the to one of the suites too um no no, no. i once ever-
1: i once sat in the commissioner suite at the uh, giants game no big
0: deal just you know just you know got to sit there and it was great yeah, but mine wasn't a Giants game because the company I worked for was partnering with the, with the Jets. Yeah. So every time I went to MetLife Stadium, I could only see Jets games.
1: Well, you know what? This year, it is going to change. You and I are going to a Giants game. As Bob is my witness, we we're, <laughs> we're
0: going. You would think if I wasn't so resilient that I would just be like, all right, screw it. I guess I'm a Jets fan now. Yeah, no. After after going to easily a dozen Jets games. Which is easily.
1: It's just it's just absolutely mind-boggling to me that I've been to so many games yet you have not.
0: <laughs> I've also been to way more devils games than Rangers games.
1: That's weird. And really? I'm a Rangers fan. What's up with you, man?
0: My husband is a Devils fan.
1: You never turned down a free ticket. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. <laughs> Maybe I'll try harder next time. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'm getting us tickets. We're going to see Giants. Done. Okay. It's happening this okay. year. You, me, baby, MetLife Stadium. Meet me in East Rutherford. Woo! I don't know why I said East Rutherford. Eat. Eat. Eat? East Rutherford, but I said east. east. I don't know. Weast. It's usually Rutherford that I have a problem saying, but this time it was East. Go figure. East. <laughs>
0: So that was that was that was our conversation that we had because Danielle and I always chit chat before we start recording. So now you have entered the chit chat zone. Hello and
1: welcome to us catching up on our lives. Hey, that's a great
0: spinoff. The chit chat zone. <laughs> I don't know. Not to be it's confused not, with really the Twilight real. Zone. But, say it again.
1: Not to be confused with the Twilight Zone.
0: Not that the Twilight Zone. No. Well, we probably some of our conversations may seem like they're coming out of the Twilight Zone. <laughs>
1: speaking of twilight zone what a good segue into uh the movie that we're about to talk about Ah, there it is that makes no sense oh my i was trying to get a temperature check of like what you thought of this movie and you're like i don't know how i'm gonna talk about this because usually when you don't like something you get really riled up and ready to talk about it about why it's so bad
0: i have lots of questions okay i'm just gonna frame it that way because I feel like I feel like a bad person for the way I interpreted this movie, and I don't like that. Okay, so we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. we chat. But, yeah. but so we are we are talking about "Don't Worry, Darling," which is on HBO Max right now. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: as far as awards go, <laughs> there aren't really any. Uh, no Academy Awards. No Golden Globes uh a people's choice award for uh best drama movie this wasn't nominated for a golden globe nope oh (laughs) did you think this would be nominated for a golden globe actually yes nope
0: nope i thought what's her name would have been florence Pugh. yeah yeah
1: i mean she's what kind of held the movie up In my opinion.
0: Oh, yeah. More on that in a bit. (laughs) We'll circle back to that comment later. We are going to put a pin in that. But then we're going to take the pin out very soon. (laughs) Very, very, very soon. And we're never going to put it back in. No. All right. The story of a seemingly perfect world in the 1950s becomes more and more of a dystopian society by the minute. With a rightly paranoid neighbor, Margaret, our main character, Alice, starts to see issues with the quote unquote plan that they have believed in.
1: Okay, so let's get into our characters. Our main characters are the couple Alice, played by Florence Pugh, and Jack, played by Harry Styles. Yes, no, you heard that right. That is Harry Styles. Uh, I'm sure anyone who watches Don't Worry Darling knows that Harry Styles is in this friggin' movie because everyone who loves Harry Styles lets you know about it. You know what? I'm saying this like I don't do the same shit with Taylor Swift, and I know that she was in the movie Amsterdam. Okay. Okay. I I see I see my point. I've had this lovely conversation with myself. I'm back down to Earth. Let's get back into our characters. (laughs) Woo! All right. Uh, They are a young, newly married couple in. In love, living in the 1950s, 60s, America. Uh, Alice is a housewife while Jack works for the mysterious Victory Project they live in the same neighborhood as bunny played by olivia wilde fun fact olivia wilde wrote and directed this um her husband is dean played by nick Krull. not enough nick Krull in this movie in my humble opinion yes (laughs) the victory project is run by frank played by chris pine his wife is shelly played by Gemma chan and alice who is suspicious of everything Going on gets even more suspicious when her neighbor Margaret starts acting weird. Margaret is played by Kiki Lane. Where do we know her from, Christina?
0: Oh my God. Oh my God. Just tell me.
1: She is Ellie from Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh
0: my God. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I would not have. I didn't. I see it now that you said it, but I would not have been like. No, we do have another vet. Who? Well, we did Parks and Rec. No, oh, so. And, and we did What We Do in the Shadows.
1: So we'll take Nick Kroll.
0: Yes. Pick Nick Kroll. Um,
1: yeah, I had to uh, look that up. I was like, there has to be at least one vet. So I just started clicking on a bunch of the actors, and that one came right up. Also, oh, I, yeah, there's just so many people in this cast that are like well known. Yeah. But weirdly enough, like, well, I guess technically Olivia Wilde is a vet because we also did Booksmart, which she also wrote and directed.
0: Oh, I mean, I, I thought we were only talking about vets in terms of people like on screen. I didn't I didn't think about it like that. Technically, That's a good point, she, though. she's a veteran director for this
1: podcast. Okay. I, don't th- I don't think we've ever done a movie that she's acted in with the exception of this. Because she's not a book smart. I don't think so. Oh, oh my gosh, that was weird. Um, also, fun fact, Olivia's daughter is in the movie because I saw an uh, acting credit for Rosie Sudeikis. So that's, I guess she's actually, I think it, she must be one, like Olivia's daughter or Bunny's daughter in the movie. She's, oh, probably. Uh, she just cast her own daughter. Why not? That's a
0: good point.
1: Okay, so let's get into the climax. Uh, things start to unravel at the dinner where Alice and Frank go toe to toe. Uh, Alice stands up to Frank and reiterates that she's not crazy and that there's something going on here. Frank and Shelley leave and she confides in Jack and tells him they need to leave. But Jack gives her up and they administer electroconvulsive therapy to her. While this is happening, we get flashbacks of Alice and Jack meeting for the first time, and then we get a full-blown flashback. It's modern time. Alice is a doctor working late, and Jack, I don't know why I decided to write this, is a computer guy who discovers (laughs) Frank's podcast. (laughs) He's just one of those computer guys. He's just sitting there on his computer listening to podcasts, you know, I don't know. Doing internet stuff. Uh, he has got like five monitors and who, Lord knows what he's doing. All right, he's a computer guy. After the treatment is over, Alice is quote unquote back to normal. Everything seems okay until Jack comes home one night and the song that Alice is constantly humming syncs up to Jack humming that same song as well. This triggers Alice's memory, and we see how Jack created this pseudo-second life for him and his wife. He knocked her unconscious and is leaving her in a vegetative state. He gets to log into this program and see her in this second virtual reality. Once Alice remembers all of this, she kills Jack, and causes complete pandemonium in the community. Also, you know, phone calls are being made about all this going on. And then Shelly gets like a jog of memory and decides to stab Frank. Then Bell, Bunny is telling Alice when like someone kills someone, they kill that person that killed someone. It's all very, very chaotic.
0: Alice- Don't you love when like really, really important pieces of information are just shoehorned in? No, I don't love that. I absolutely. Me neither. I I also don't.
1: Okay. (laughs) It's all very chaotic. We're just given a lot of fucking information being thrown around. Um, Alice starts booking it to headquarters where we saw her earlier in the uh, movie where she can exit the program. There's a big car chase. And, you know, she's fighting with all these people and they're all chasing her. And then she finally gets there. And Christina, this is where I'm going to hand it off to you.
0: Okay, uh, it is a rather epic car chase. Alice seems to recall the memory of driving, right? Because they all, they've forgotten how to do everything. So she takes off like a bat out of hell, yes. She slams on the brakes, killing, uh, killing and stopping three cars of people. But she has another four behind her, not to mention a dozen or two men in red suits climbing the mountain where headquarters is to try to get to her. One last comment um, is made from Jack, but he's dead. So we're thinking that this is a memory Um, is a hug from behind and a don't leave me whisper in her ear. Alice is caught off guard with the comment, but she thrusts herself at the headquarters. We see a blood beat on the white background, which we've seen before when she escaped the last time, and we hear a gasp of air symbolizing that she's on the other side.
1: Yes, but I also feel like people could argue that maybe it didn't work and she wound up back there because realistically, that's what happened to her last time and then she wound up back there again. So we don't know if she actually made it or not.
0: I think the blood beat is signifying that she made it out. I guess so. And did Jack die in real life? Apparently, that's what we, we never see.
1: So We don't know. We don't know if Jack died in real life or if he's still living.
0: No, we have to assume that he's dead because... Um, Bunny had said, if you die in here, you die in real life. Yeah, but it's not
1: explained. Like, when they, when they, die, it doesn't make any That's sense. That's all
0: we have to go off on. It of. doesn't mean. says, it. like, when you die in here, when you die in the simulation, you die in real life. And then they said, they're going to kill you because w- they are, this, there's no logic here. No. They are going to kill you because when you die in the simulation, you die in real life. So that leads me to believe
1: that the way that this project is set up is like, if someone kills someone in the simulation, someone then has to come and kill that person in real life.
0: No, I think they just automatically die because it feels so real. So I think it's, I watched a YouTube video that kind of explained it a little bit more. Um, I think it's so powerful that it like when you get hurt or when you die in the simulation, Mm -hmm. it tricks your brain into thinking your body is no longer functioning and your brain just shuts down.
1: Okay. But I feel like that's, it's still very much a reach in my opinion.
0: Oh, the whole movie is a reach.
1: (laughs) That's true. The whole
0: movie is Reach because she, Bunny walks in and basically this is the conversation that happened. Um, Hey, Bunny, all of these things are real. Bunny says, I know. What do you mean you know? She's, the most important piece of information in the movie, I'm going to say to you very quickly, go leave now. Yeah, That's what
1: happens. It's like, I, I'm here on purpose, and here are the cause and effects. And then we get no further explanation on her situation, if she's doing this to her husband, if... Uh, yeah, I,
0: yeah, I'm. So I'm just gonna pause you right there because we're just gonna skip the segments for now, and we're just gonna keep going through these highs and lows because we're we're already here. We're off to we're off like deep to the races. Yeah, she. Uh, oh, when Bunny
1: was like, "Oh, my kids are here too," so that means your kids are in the same situation. No, all of the kids are fake. What? <laughs> my God,
0: this movie makes no sense. They, they said that in the movie. They said uh, that all the kids were fake. Bunny said that she chose this life because I, she lost her kids. Now, if her kids died or if she had oh, miscarriages, right. I don't know. Right, 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 but right. So right, right, right. she said they're real to me because I never, what, I just never had the chance to like watch them grow up or whatever. I'm paraphrasing. But I don't know if she had miscarriages or like if her kids drowned. I don't know. So she's the only other woman that knows about this life. Um, Margaret started to know, but we don't understand. I mean, there's clearly a glitch in the matrix, but we don't understand how it happened. It's like, as soon as somebody sees a plane crash, it seems like that's when all this stuff gets triggered because Margaret goes through that. And then also Alice goes through that. But Mm -hmm. the connection between Margaret and Alice is totally unknown. Why does Alice see Margaret in the mirror? Why does, why does Margaret, um, like keep popping into her head I don't understand that connection at all. There's no, like, there was no, like, if you break the matrix, you get, like, telepathy. You know what I mean? You get to communicate with other people to warn them. There was no inclination of that at all. I think that the whole
1: Margaret-Mirror situation is more so, like, Alice at this point wasn't, I mean, she was just going about the motions, and then Margaret was, like, the speed bump in the road and it made her remember a bunch of things and I think that's why we had this weird scene with like her breaking the mold breaking like the formation that everyone was doing because there's that weird creepy bal- ballet scene where it's like everyone needs to move in in motion so that right. we don't get out of line and then if you notice throughout the movie which was one of my personal highs Alice and every time she looks in the mirror The mirror Alice looks back at her and like doesn't mimic what she's actually doing. Yes. I was
0: going to I was going to bring up especially the tub scene mm -hmm. was the one that stood out to me the most. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought that was really, really cool because it shows that there's like two sides of Alice. There's a side that we're seeing. And then there's this deep inner side that got like hidden. And that's her as a doctor being a real life person before her husband decided to take away her life, smack her upside the head and is keeping her in this weird vegetative state. And now he's just eating tuna out of a can trying to survive and keep their apartment together while also doing nothing about it. You think I have feelings about that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he said he couldn't find a job, but then all of a sudden he found a job to to make this life better. I don't if, but if he found a job and was able to make enough money for this VR service and for the apartment, then why did they need the service? He could have just he could have he I solved the whole problem. Right now, I just solved it right now in my head. He gets this job. She works less shifts. Everybody's happy. I
1: mean, I, th- <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I think that, yes, I agree with you. It could. I mean, yes. But also, I think that I think it was Jack's inability to open up emotionally, understand that him and his wife were in different places and then try to find their way back to their original lovey dovey, or maybe not even find a way back to their original like honeymoon phase, but just to grow in their relationship and find a place of love. Because it's clear that when we see them, they are not in love. They are just like roommates who are running the motions and just
0: in a marriage. They're just trying to survive. Yeah. that's that's, that's what this is. I don't necessarily think it's they're in love. They're out of love because I I still think that Jack is. Okay, so this is where I'm starting to feel bad, but I just think that they're trying to survive as a as a unit mm-hmm. in one way shape or form. Like they don't want to lose their apartment. They can't they probably can't afford another place right now cuz Jack lost his job. But I don't I don't necessarily want to label Jack as lazy, which it's coming off as, because he just looks like he's severely depressed. I mean, he looks like he lost his job and he is going through it in like this giant state of depression.
1: I don't deny that, but I think that it's incredibly selfish to. Take your wife's decision out of her hands and smack her beh- uh, behind the head with a friggin pan or whatever the hell he did and decided this life for him, for her. Yeah,
0: I didn't, well, I didn't get there yet. I okay. didn't, I didn't get to that part yet, but they made it so like he was trying to control her all along. I don't think so. I think he was trying to provide. And because he couldn't, he grew into this deep state of depression. And I just feel like, he again i don't agree with the fact that he took her decision away but i don't think that he did this out of control i think he did this because he in his in his brain in his manic brain he thought that this made sense he thought that this is a way that he could provide for his wife and his wife wouldn't have to worry hence don't worry darling i got this like i'm gonna take care of you now and if you notice every sex scene is him pleasing her Yes,
1: but also maybe he doesn't have to take care of her because in a marriage, it's two people doing the thing. I think that if anything, he needs to completely reframe the way that he, if that is true, he needs to completely reframe the way that he's thinking of things and they both need to meet each other emotionally so that they can grow. And yes, maybe they are in this place of just trying to survive and I'm not going to overlook that, but... Instead of, you know, being depressed. Well, okay, I'm not going to say that either. Instead of doing what he did, he could have, you know, spoke with her or talked with her or tried to figure something out where they could both emotionally be heard. But instead, he didn't do that. He took the late, he took a lazy way out and just smacked her b- upside the head and made this decision <laughs> for her. her. The
0: head. He gave her a My God, it was so God, stupid. Um, yeah, no, I, there was a, it was a huge mis, miscom- it was a huge, huge, huge miscommunication, but I, I feel like, listen, J-
1: Jack's, I, Jack's the bad guy. We're I, uh, in my mind. He is still the bad guy.
0: I think he became the bad guy. I think that part of this story is his like villainous arc. Like he, he hit rock bottom and in a fight or a flight situation, he became this evil person. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he was genuinely evil the whole time. And that's what makes me feel bad because I feel like a shitty person for thinking that, but that's the way that this was interpreted to me. And so it leads me to this point. Okay. I think this movie was a lot like me in college. It had a lot of goals, but I think it took on too much. And then it probably could have finished the job, but definitely not with the time constraint that it had. That was everything I did in college. I could do it, I could do it, I could do it. And then I asked for extension after extension after extension, because I took on too much in the time. So they had two hours and two minutes to get their shit together. And I don't think I. this needed to be more time. So I
1: don't mind the framework of the movie. Let me tell you, so I know a couple episodes ago, I had mentioned that I watched the movie Hereditary, which Hereditary and this movie are similar. Hereditary is a lot better before I can make my point. Hereditary is a lot better of a movie, but both are similar where they're a type of slow burn movie. You know, we're watching this, we're picking up the clues, we're trying to figure out what's going on. And then at the end, everything comes out. The problem is that everything came out and it didn't make any sense. Like, yeah, that is the biggest problem. And you know what I was thinking when I was watching this movie? What? Booksmart. Love the movie. Love the movie Booksmart. But did that movie not go off the fucking rails at the end? with her getting in jail and them stealing the cop car and them going to graduation. You're watching this movie and you're like, how the hell is this even possible? But that movie was a comedy. So that's funny. So we can get away with this. This is a drama. You cannot get away with having a sloppy all over the place ending. I agree.
0: 100% I agree. Yeah. But so, and I... I, I want to say I was captivated. Like, yeah, I didn't feel like this, you know, it's a slow burn, but I didn't feel like this was I didn't feel like it had any lulls. I was very no. intrigued. Um Florence's performance was absolutely fantastic. The way she acted with her eyes alone is better than some people's whole bodies involved in their acting.
1: I've seen her in a few things. I've seen little women, which she was fantastic in. And then, same uh, writer director for *Hereditary* it did *Midsummer*. I've also seen *Midsummer*, and that she also killed. She's very, very good, and I think that she really uh, carried this movie. Sorry, She's Nicholas just have- Nicholas That's just okay. came home with pizza, so he, hello,
0: Nicholas. Hello, pizza.
1: Uh, he has his headphones in, but. Uh. He's giving me a Diet Coke. Thank you. Thank you for the Diet Coke. Diet Coke, please. Who needs flowers when I can get a Diet Coke? (laughs) Thank you. I'm recording.
0: Okay. So I feel like I was curious, but I had a lot of, I was curious with questions. I was captivated with questions. Like, for example, um... How did she break out of it the first time? Mm-hmm. How did Margaret break out of it the first time? Where did the plane originate from? How do we get to a point where you die in the real life if you die in VR? Do you automatically get killed if your spouse gets killed?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, all things I um, want.
0: What happens when you get fired from victory? Is it like, did you read The Giver?
1: No, I have it here. I've been meaning to read it oh all right well i will say just spoil the giver for me no i'm about to but i'll hold back okay please please don't don't spoil the giver
0: okay well (laughs) for the rest of you who are listening who have read the giver think about the ending all right
1: you spoil the giver for me go go ahead
0: nicholas how does the giver end
1: the giver
0: yeah i don't want to say i know she said she hasn't seen it so now i don't want to ruin it but
1: Hasn't seen it. Did you read the book? I've never read the book. I mean, read the book. She it's was a great book.
0: Thank you. It is a good book. I just reread it not too long ago. It's a great read.
1: Well, we we're comparing it to "Don't Worry, Darling," and Christine is about to spoil the giver for me.
0: Um, I don't. I'm trying not oh. to. Oh. Similarities. Did you see "Don't Worry, Darling"? I didn't. I saw the scene where like Carisalis gets a little steamy with somebody, but <laughs> impromptu interview. I love it. <laughs> Um, but interesting. Yeah. So if you watch it, I just feel like the end of the giver is very much like giving Mm -hmm. me similar vibes to, um, what's happening when they're like, when you leave the community, there's a lot of talk of like leaving the community, leaving victory, which gives me the giver vibes. Mm -hmm. So Danielle, read it. You have homework. (laughs) It's around. I have more homework to do yeah i'm an english teacher read the giver
1: (laughs) i'm I'm about to finish seven husbands of evelyn hugo then maybe i'll pick up the giver it's around we have it okay
0: really good book so anyway when you read it you'll understand for those of you who are listening who have read it let me know if you feel that way the community victory i just feel like same vibes um Why are there lots of swimming? Why did they choose like synchronized swimming to brainwash everybody only from the 1950s?
1: Mm. Mm. Well, we also have that weird ballet scene. We can never forget the weird. I was getting black swan flashbacks.
0: Oh, oh, that's Mm. a good point. Yeah, Mm. but it's it's just those two things.
1: (laughs) You know what thought I had? Uh (laughs) You remember the episode of uh, SpongeBob when Squidward goes to the squid community? I forget what it's called.
0: Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: that's what this movie is. <laughs> <laughs> scene for scene, shot for shot, shot, same thing.
0: Yeah, okay. I'll meet you there. Yeah. Why not? Um there were other questions that I had. Oh, um you had said like all of a sudden with with Shelly. I, Shelly. I think Shelly, based on what she said, I think she knew everything that was going on the whole time. I think Shelly and Bunny were totally aware of the whole situation. But then, why did Shelly stab Frank? I feel because like she wants to take it over. So now I'm wondering if, like, if Shelly takes it over, if it's going to be a different kind of simulation that's more like women based, where mm. women are doing most of the work and, and like thriving.
1: Yeah, I need a lot. At
0: home.
1: I need a lot more information about just like victory as a program like can you knock out your husband and put him into this vegetative state and put him in a virtual reality or you know is it just women I I really
0: need to know um I agree I think you can't have this many unanswered questions I think the only way you can get away with it is if you have this many unanswered questions around one specific thing that's missing yeah like one thing that is missing and you have like a dozen questions I think that's like fun and intriguing and provokes conversations but this isn't one thing this is a lot of things that aren't adding up I mean if we had been
1: given so much more information and then we were left with that ending scene where you and I can sit here and argue with did she wake up again in the virtual reality Did she wake up in her bed? We don't know. That would have been a lot more interesting and it would have made the movie a lot better as opposed to just getting so much information last minute, rushed in the middle of like a crazy freakout scene with Florence Pugh with the blood on her dress and all this crap. And it just being so frustrating. And part of it, so did you... We'll talk about it. Why the hell not? Did you hear about any of, like, the drama on set of this?
0: I heard about the spit thing.
1: That was stupid. That was just the yeah, internet over Yeah, I don't think it was real. I it. also
0: heard that Harry Styles took over for, um, I think it was Shia La... Yeah, Shia LaBeouf was right?
1: supposed to play yeah. Jack.
0: And, and then... I, listen, Harry Styles is a singer. He's yeah. a musician. So... I don't expect him to be the world's greatest actor because no. that's not that's not his number 1 talent, right? I thought he did okay. I think it would have been very different if it was Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. LaBeouf? LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Were you even a
1: 90s kid? How do you not know who Shia LaBeouf? I know. Did you even watch the movie Holes? Now you want to talk about the book Holes? I can tell you all about that. <laughs> I don't
0: want to read that book anymore.
1: No, no, no. Um it would have been uh, – so that is one part of it. So Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be hairstyles. Uh, Olivia Wilde and Shia LaBeouf had a lot of differences. And also Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde had their, like, big differences as well. And Really? Yeah, those two do not get along with each other. And also – a big thing that came out of this movie is that Olivia Wilde left Jason Sudeikis and then started dating Harry Styles. What happened? You're 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 muted. No. No. The hell happened? Are you plugged in on the bottom? I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, now I can.
0: All right. I'll just use the built-in mic. I'm going to sound a little like wonky. It's fine. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know what happened. Um, I did not know that at yes, all. Yes.
1: They, they dated for – actually, they broke up but they still see each other. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're still kind of seeing each other, Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde. But it caused like a big, not Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde, a hairstyles and Olivia Wilde, but it caused a big riff between Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde. And their nanny started talking to the press and started like living out their breakup. And it was like very tumultuous. It was a whole big to-do.
0: Well, they didn't make her sign an NDA. No. Actually, I think
1: they're suing her. I don't know. It's, ve- it's very, very messy. So that's why when this premiered, I think it was Venice, it was everyone was excited to see the movie, but then there was like all this drama surrounding it. So at the film festival... Like they purposely did not sit Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh together and Florence Pugh completely missed out on all of the press for this movie because she's like, I'm not doing it.
0: Wow. Yeah. Why did she cast her?
1: I mean, I'm sure it started out good. And then, I I mean, we don't know what happened on set. Uh, We can only hear what we're hearing in the press. But it just, it was not a good working environment for the both of them. They didn't work well together. Interesting. Very interesting. But um, the chaos around this movie really did match the chaos at the end of this movie. And, um, yeah. Um Do we have? I know we're completely off script now, and we got interrupted by.
0: I I just have like one more thing I want to bring up in this section. Yeah, I don't understand why when Jack got a promotion, he looked absolutely miserable.
1: Yeah, I don't get that either. And then there was also like that weird him dance. Are you supposed to make somebody dance when they get a promotion? Yeah, that was weird. That was like a weird dancing monkey thing, but also like. I guess it could speak to if Frank is the leader of this like quote unquote cult that his podcast has accrued and like they're all in this victory project, then it's kind of like that. Like he has so much control over this guy and has convinced him that this is the right thing to do.
0: I guess. I mean, it just it was a weird thing. I could understand him like making him do give a speech making him like give his oath like making him like do things that you would normally do I guess but like you want this Oscar dance you know yeah
1: let's dance yeah I I do it's
0: just strange um yeah I think those were all of the I had lots of questions um Yeah. But
1: not in a good way. Like, there's a difference between ending a movie and having a lot of questions and then, like, going back and, like, finding the subtle answers to it. But this movie, there were a lot of questions and they just straight up weren't answered.
0: I mean, it's upsetting because the characters, they had good, they had, like, decent characters. Mm-hmm. I thought that the acting um, wasn't bad, especially, um, you know, Florence uh, the chemistry, I thought, was was really good throughout, despite all the things that you just told me. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought it was shot really well. Oh, and, the, I
1: mean, the, the design was so cool. You know, yeah. the whole environment. I
0: like, I like how they keep revisiting the map where she's tracing the restricted area. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's disappointing. It's upsetting. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at. Um,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: But... I mean, if we just, you know, since we're off the rails, we might as well continue. If I go to my expectation, I heard this was bad. So I was expecting to hate everything about it. And I didn't. I was like rooting for this movie. I was like, please, please be good. Please be good. I really want to like this movie.
1: Yeah, I agree. I heard of all this stuff. It's been on my HBO watch list because I want to see what all the, the ruckus was about. And also a big thank you to Dr. Sarah Arnold for suggesting this for our podcast.
0: Thank you, Sarah.
1: <laughs> um... I heard it was bad, and then I kept watching it, and I'm like, why is this bad? Like, this doesn't seem bad. To, like, I'm I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, why is this so bad? Why do people say this movie is so stupid? I, I don't know. get it. And then I got to that ending, and I'm like, oh, this is so stupid. And that's what I literally audibly said out loud, this is so stupid, at the end of I, the movie.
0: I will say I liked the car chase.
1: No, that was fun. We love a good car chase, But I did. God,
0: just so much. That's kind of where I'm at. That's uh, I just, I just like as, as I was watching it and then like right after and then even this morning, because I watched this yesterday, last night. I was like, I just have to write it down all the questions that I have, like all the things that don't make sense. Yeah. (sighs) Do you want to
1: give your review or do you just want to say what it's rated on IMDb?
0: I mean, on IMDb, it was a 6.2 out of 10. On Metacritic, the Meta score was a 48%, and the User Score was a 4.4.
1: Yeah, the on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this a 38%, but the audience gave it a 74%. I know. All right. It was, it was right. interesting. I feel like some people did like it. Uh, they liked the big twist, but apparently people don't want their questions answered. They're like, yeah, sure, this, this seems right. We don't need to know about what the victory project is. Sure,
0: sure. Yeah, sure. because those are the people that probably thrive in the victory project. Us who have questions, we would never survive. No, we, we would have be, too many questions. We'd be Florence Pew. We would be feeling
1: like we're getting pushed up against the glass wall, being like, and not being able to get out of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. People who don't ask questions, this is the place. This is the place you go to live. If you want to ask questions, don't go here. Um, cult.
1: <laughs> What? Do you want to do it snack?
0: like a cult, right? What happened? I said cult, and then I started laughing, and I was like, it is like a cult, right?
1: Yeah, no, this, yeah, I guess they're technically all in a cult, and Frank is the cult leader. But it's the
0: plan. They believe in the plan. Psst. The man with the plan. They don't fucking know what the plan is. No. Classic. I... <laughs> so I chose this review mainly because of the title. I thought it was really funny. Okay. It's a 5 out of 10. I hope Wild is paying for Florence's chiropractor bills for carrying the whole entire movie. Hell yeah. The concept of this movie was good, but needed to be taken a bit further, in my opinion, with detail. This is like everything that we were saying. A lot happens in the movie, basically requires the audience to accept without question. Now, it's interesting, and it's kind of a cop-out if this is the case. Do you think that all of this stuff was left the way that it was, because it's like very meta like we have all these questions but we shouldn't ask them like like we're like we're being slow like low-key recruited for the victory project like everybody in this movie can't ask any questions they're like basically gaslit into like not asking questions so when you come out of this movie you have a shit ton of questions do you think that like They created a situation where, like, there's bound to be a lot of questions, but, like, don't ask questions. Kind of like the people living in the Victory Project. I think that's a stretch. I think it's a stretch, too, but it was a thought.
1: Okay. Okay. We'll take the thought, but I think it's a a stretch thought. It's thin. You know when you get silly putty and you stretch it really thin?
0: I was going to say pizza dough, but we're on the same page. (laughs) Well, we're in the same book, but we're in different chapters. Exactly. Maybe not the same you page. You stretch it so thin,
1: and then there are little holes in
0: it. Hole. Yeah, yeah. That's, okay. that's
1: yeah. me. That's um,
0: me. Overexplained movies are obviously no fun, but this one left me annoyed because in two hours, I feel like they could have done a lot more. Florence, is it Pew? Pew, yeah. Okay. Like, pew, pew, pew. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gives an amazing performance. If anyone has seen Midsummer they would be aware that she knows how to give an emotional performance with or without supporting leads. Yes, She's she the body and soul of this movie, and it would be a complete disappointment without her. Pew made the movie interesting, but the writing and director de- did not excel in the movie. The cinematography was wonderful, and there was some great acting from people, and that's about it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I feel like I just had a thought, and then I completely lost it. All right. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's gone. It's out of my brain. a review. Um, I have a two out of five star review. Like, come on. Love the story, but why did it not show that she, one, escaped in real life, in the real world, and two, getting out of the clinic, busting up the whole operation by ratting on them and freeing all the girls trapped there? Ridiculous ending. Honestly, if. It had been a part two, and Florence Pugh was able to get out, and then she had to go and collect all of those women who are stuck in their beds. That would have been a fucking crazy movie, and I would have enjoyed that. Mm, hmm Okay. Um, ridiculous ending. I was stoked until the zero justice, resolution, aftermath, revenge, justice. They said justice twice. Wilds killed that for me, and I'm sure most others. So yeah, I again, it's just focusing on the ending, but it,
0: the ending is part of the movie. The it's a big part of the movie, it is. Um, I guess we'll just go into a snack break. Okay,
1: yeah, we're just gonna save the fun the fun segments for now.
0: Uh, I mean, I didn't really eat. I'll tell you, I had um this was so long I had a cup of Earl Grey tea and then I was like I want something like desserty." so I took orange juice and I took vanilla almond milk and like blended it together and made almost like a creamsicle drink
1: interesting was it good yeah, it
0: wasn't was bad I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna take your word for that one not gonna say I want to try that
0: you never had a creamsicle
1: I've had a creamsicle but almond milk and orange juice well, it was vanilla-flavored almond, though. Yeah, yeah, Califia Farms.
0: Uh, actually, it was Almond Breeze. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Vanilla unsweetened, and then the orange juice, and it tastes like, yeah.
1: Okay. Um. So I received a new gadget for Christmas.
0: Ooh. It's
1: basically a silicone bowl with, like, a silicone lid that has a couple holes in it. And you put popcorn on the bottom of it, and then you stick it in my grave, and you
0: make. Popcorn. I should have. I should have known. I was like, "Where's she going with this?"
1: Yeah, you think it's something like <laughs> you like to reinvent the wheel. I know what I like. I like the classics. I got two feet. All right, I'm still over here eating
0: popcorn. Oh God. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh. So, I uh, made a little popcorn, um, but it's nice. You can do, like, the the whole kernels as opposed to buying, like, the bags, which I know are, like, probably not good for you. Um, so I did, like, a little olive oil, salt, and then I also got seasonings. So I had, like, a white cheddar seasoning, so I put that on top, and that was my little snack while, uh, while watching this.
0: Nice. Yeah. I recently discovered um, Everything Seasoning. Oh, everything bagel seasoning. Yeah, yeah, that stuff's good. I've been putting that on a lot of items. I, when I
1: eat breakfast, if I have a half an avocado, I'll put it on there. Ooh, avocado toast. That's that's good stuff to put on huh. there. Oh, really mm-hmm. oh good. Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't think about that. Nope. I was putting it on chicken and like steamed veggies.
1: Steamed oh. veggies with everything bagel
0: seasoning. Yeah. Okay. I get bored.
1: Teach their own. Yeah, no, definitely. Salt and avocado are so good anyway. And because the Everything Bagel seasoning has the salt in it, and then it has all the other fun stuff in it too, it's good stuff.
0: Well, think about it this way. When I make steamed vegetables quickly, I use salt and pepper. Um, If I put them in the oven, it's a lot of times olive oil, salt, and garlic. Mm -hmm. Um, If I stir fry them, they have onions in them. So everything seasoning just – made sense because it's all those things yeah true except for poppy seeds so that and sesame seeds so that was new yeah but other than that everything every all the like seasonings are yeah i already use them so true anyway um did you have an irl moment
1: i'm also o negative
0: harry and i have the same really? blood
1: type in common yet yeah, ask me how many times i've uh, donated blood to help people because i'm the universal donor
0: <laughs> how many times
1: zero many times you know? <laughs> i'm afraid of getting my blood taken I've gotten better at it, but I don't like it.
0: It's so, the elbow, isn't it?
1: No, I just don't like it. I don't like medical stuff, so I'm already worried about it as much as it is, so I don't like to actually go and do it, so I put it off. But, yeah, I should be giving my blood since it is the universal donor, but I haven't.
0: O negative Yeah, is the universal donor. Yeah. Uh-huh. O positive
1: well, is the universal receiver. I think you know what I'm going to say now, right? What
0: bloody Mary? O positive.
1: God, I <laughs> thought we were done with the Bugs Life quotes after no, watching we're
0: it. Bring it back. <laughs> Sorry, it's
1: okay. The shitty, <laughs> the shitty thing about being O negative is that if I was to ever go into the hospital. The only blood I can take is O-negative.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Realistically, that should give me more of a reason to donate blood because not only can I give my blood to every other blood type, but I could also specifically give it to all the other O-negative people out there who only need my blood type. But I'm selfish and I'm keeping my blood to myself.
0: Okay. Well, it's yours, so you you can do whatever you want with it, I think. Thank you. You're welcome. And I won't feel bad about it. Don't feel bad about it. Unlike the way I felt with my thoughts in this movie. Ay, ay, ay. I don't think I had an IRL moment. Really? I um, Nothing? I don't know. I was trying real hard.
1: You don't shop with uh, models coming out and trying on the clothes for you and you say, wrap it up, I'll take that? Yeah. Could you imagine?
0: No, I would never <laughs> want to do that. That sounds like a terrible idea.
1: Yeah, well, th- this whole project seems like a terrible idea. So yeah. why wouldn't they throw a ter- another terrible idea in it?
0: That's true. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know. Um, I like to take baths. She's in the bathtub.
1: I'm not a bath person at all.
0: I, 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 if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it right. So for me, you have to have like your Epsom salts. You gotta have. Your uh, bath bomb, you gotta have extra bubbles, you gotta have the right temperature of water, you gotta have a candle lit.
1: I have a bath bomb of yours from last March, April. When were Is we it at the, the Earl
0: Grey one? What happened? Is it the Earl Grey one?
1: Yeah, I still have that. I think you gave it to me. Did I give it to you? I think you did. Okay glad i'm good i'm glad i gave that to you i think I'm
0: that good. i thought it was still at my parents house no i you gave it you gave it to me yeah so like if it's if it's all those things and plays and then i either have access to a book or a drink or um not really music but yeah yeah and it can't be too long like 20 minutes is a good amount of time okay 10 to 20 minutes for me okay
1: i'll give yeah. you that
0: Yep. Sometimes I'll do a face mask, too. So then I know to, uh, as soon as I get out, i take the face mask off.
1: Mm, that's smart.
0: Okay. So. Is that all? Did we do it all? I, I, <laughs> we're so out of order. I think that's everything.
1: Yeah, we, we kind of jumped the rails there. But you know what? It's very uh, appropriate for this movie.
0: Yeah, it was. that's true. We, if we followed suit. We had a plan, and it went completely out of the way. Yep. <laughs> anyway... Thank you all so much for listening. What do we
1: have next week? All quiet on the Western Front.
0: All quiet on the Western Front. That's how I'm gonna announce it. All <laughs> quiet on the Western Front. Oh my God. Yep. That's okay. <laughs> um, and then we have The Last of Us, which so many people requested, and um, we're ending with.
1: I actually don't know.
0: I don't know either. And you, I put you, yeah, you made the schedule. I know. This is a problem, isn't it? Um. Oh, Kunk on, oh, we have, oh my God, there's five. We have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio and then Kunk on Earth. So mm. we have a, um, we have your Oscar things. We have your new things. We have request things. So
1: March is going to be fun. March is going to be fun. I actually just watched episode three of The Last of Us.
0: That's my favorite episode.
1: It was, it was hella cute
0: it is it really is it was how cute um you also know that um
1: that that's nick offerman yes i am aware
0: that, that number is. one was the hotel manager from the first white lotus
1: i know and i also know him from the tv show looking and he was also in sex in the city he's been in a lot of hbo shows he's an hbo
0: guy, a guy
1: he is all right now we're now we're just giving away our material for we lots are, of we're this just, episode. We're, we're
0: we're going off we're continuing off the rails into other movies but so anyway that's our march watch list it's on our socials um i'll put it on twitter but you can find us on instagram and twitter at hey it's two girls i'm on instagram and twitter at classic stina danielle's on instagram at danielle kobianchi you can send us an email if you want to write reviews in for those movies if you have recommendations for april which we'll ask for later this month we just got here so give us time Um, twogirlswatchtv at gmail.com two is spelled out T-W-O the blog is Beer Coffee Donuts the YouTube channel is Two Girls Drink Beer
1: right, everyone enjoy the rest of your weekend happy March and we'll see you next week bye Bye.